0: Don't get behind. It's time to unwind.
1: A conversation purely designed with With you in mind.
0: Welcome to Pure Perspectives. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. My name's Jasmine. And it's Desiree. And I'm Mia.
1: And we hope you're having a fantabulous day. Ooh, fantabulous. fantabulous. Mm -hmm. I don't know that word. (laughs) That's better than great, good, awesome. All of them. Ooh. Since it don't exist. (laughs) So today on Pure Perspectives, we're going to be diving into generational curses. Dun dun. (laughs) Dun. Not dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a dun-dun-dun. It does. It I agree with it. I rock with it. So I think this conversation is going to be interesting. We have um, tons of topics that we're going to cover mm. with regards to generational curses. So this week,
2: um, we're going to have a very special guest joining us. He's going to, you know, drop a little knowledge on the subject. So we're going to get right to that after this ad.
1: Y'all ready
0: for movie night? Yes. Let's get this popcorn popping.
1: Wait, what Popcorn.
0: Girl, you didn't just get no right. snacks. You
1: had one job.
0: I'm sorry.
2: What are we going to do? Um. Well, we need to get some popcorn.
1: Well, I don't feel like going to the store. I'm sorry. I just can't.
2: Oh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Um, we can just go to the link through Pure Perspectives episodes. We can just order from Instacart. Oh,
0: that's right. But wait. For some popcorn? That's not enough. $5 delivery? I'm sorry. Girl, all you got to do is add some chips, some brownies, some Oreos. We're going to be good to go. Yeah,
2: not to mention it'll be here in less than an hour. Okay.
1: Okay. So I'm going to go to the episode notes of Peer Perspectives podcast. Click the link. And And then boom. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's hurry up. Let's go. The movie's about to start. Okay, you guys.
2: So back to our special guest we have with us today, Jordan Matthews. Jordan, say hey to the people.
3: Hey, how y'all doing today?
2: <laughs> Ooh, hey, Jordan. <laughs> hey, hey. So you want to give yourself a little introduction? You know, let them know a little bit about you. How we know you, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Other
3: people. All right, I'm um, Jordan Matthews from Solid City, North Carolina.
0: Had to say that. Solace City, North
3: Chatham Carolina.
0: That's what you know. <laughs>
3: Twenty six years old, married to the peer perspective host, best friend Kendra. The beautiful, the beautiful, the beautiful Kendra. The beautiful Kendra. Yes. Um, yeah, that's me.
2: He had to throw that Silas City in there, girl. Yeah, is, gotta, that, is that 336?
3: No, don't dare disrespect
1: us like that. Is <laughs> it really 919?
3: Yeah, 919.
1: I
0: never knew I that. 919 was like Raleigh. Yeah, you too.
3: Why it's, are you up there with him? Right, it's right there, though. Well, yeah, like a, I mean, you teetering on the minutes. Astro line, too, period.
2: You yeah. could have been a 336 for All I mean, we He knew. is 336 now. Right. Your your first home with your wife is in Asheboro. So that's true. You're that's in the true. heart of the three three. <laughs> you are the three three six, actually. <laughs> in case you didn't know. People from out of North Carolina probably listening, like, what are they talking about? Probably. We are the only people who rep our area
1: codes like that. You, you go got out of to state, though. they are not going to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how you say, Hey, who where are you from? Three three six. Okay. Rep Me what too. you know. <laughs> but we are excited to have Jordan here because Based off of what Mia told us, they've mm-hmm. had some really interesting conversations y'all, let around generation. Let, let me curses. put y'all on.
2: Me and Jordan was getting deep talking about, like, I'm talking about, I, I probably shed some tears. So we, we knew. This, we ain't got no tissues today. But who don't? Oh, um, Mia do
1: got a couple of so, them.
2: ASMR? <laughs> <laughs> we knew. This was the episode I said, we got, we got to bring my brother in law, Jordan, on here because. We we gonna get to talking. Mm-hmm. You know, we
1: laughing now, but we we finna get serious. Yeah, mm-hmm. this it's is. A I think topic. it is a, very, a very deep, deep topic. topic. So to start it off, what is a generational
0: curse? So kind of starting with like technicalities of it. Um, <laughs> Webster's dictionary, right? No, Webster's dictionary. A generational depends. curse is. Described as the cumulative effect on a person of things that their ancestors did, believed, or practiced in the past. And then a consequence of those ancestors' actions, beliefs. Or sins being passed down. That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> but you got to get the technicalities so, out. The technicalities,
1: but like, oof. now, Jordan, what's your perspective?
3: My perspective is just, you know, the negative patterns within a family that's, you know, being repeated mm-hmm. into your own life. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it comes from like your ancestors and, you know, what their beliefs was, their morals, their values, and, you know, even genetics being passed down from generation to generation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've really been having conversation about generational curses because I really wanted to, you know, really bring something to the conversation. (laughs) Um, And I was like, in all my conversations of no matter who I'm talking to, I'm like, curse is really such a harsh word Mm -hmm. to describe it. Like, is there any other word that That you can use? Yeah, like (laughs) curse. I mean, I get it.
2: I was going to say, you know, the well, I don't know if you know, but the the term generational curses actually comes from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it talks in the Bible about like how a man will have the curse of his fathers, and um, you know, so I get like that is a strong word, and maybe we could frame it a little different. Like, boo, the Bible happened so long ago. Perhaps we could frame that a little differently because. But I kind of
3: I kind of think that's the word for it though, because it really is a curse. You know, mm-hmm. it's nothing good. Of, well, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not really a lot of good about mm-hmm. a, about a generational curse.
2: So I know, um, like I think touching off what Desiree was saying, we were kind of trying to figure out, you know. Is it really a, a curse, so to speak? Like, oh, your family's been cursed? Or is it, you know, maybe poor generational choices that have been made? Like, what what's y'all's take?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based off your the generational curse, when you think about a curse, is is there. So based off, you know, the history of your family, you're going to make poor
2: decisions like poor your parents decisions, did. Because you know? yeah. mm-hmm.
3: so, it's the norm to you.
2: I, I agree with that statement a lot. Yes. Like, what you were raised up on, like— To me, like, it may look like a generational curse from the outside, but if. I saw my parents do this. I saw my grandparents do this. Like, I saw my great-grandparents do this, et cetera. To me, like you said, that's normal. So I'm going to repeat that behavior. I'm going to repeat what they're doing. Right. And usually
1: it's
0: just such a pattern that you're not even seeing it as as, being bad or negative.
3: It's hard to recognize. right?
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's something
1: for me that I've been, like,
0: really trying
1: to, like, zone in and and understand just from the aspect of, like, you know, God gives us choices. Mm. Like, I've looked at it from, like, the biblical standpoint. And I was just having a conversation about that with my grandma um just because like we were t- i was talking about it with a friend earlier like examples and like you know the curse of ham or even eve in a sense like we're mm-hmm. still paying for things that she's done and her disobedience and stuff and so i just like i get it from that standpoint and then like maybe from a secular standpoint of where you don't really believe in like the rig- religious side of things like i see it as like learned behavior in a sense like mm-hmm you're talking about yeah i learned that from my mother right. or my grandparent and it's like you're literally saying like you've learned it from them and so yeah i i don't think that is there's like a complete difference but i think there's like a fine line mm-hmm. between a mm-hmm. curse there and is. the choice that you continuously make over and over yeah i agree and bouncing off that
2: it kind of makes you think like I know we're probably going to talk about it later, but like, am I breaking the curse or am I making a new choice? So yeah. <laughs> am I changing the route? <laughs> am I changing family? the pattern or am I breaking curses, breaking <laughs> them down? So have you guys identified like any generational curses in your own life um, at all? If so, like how, how did you really realize like, wow, like I'm, you know, dealing with the same thing my parents or, you know, et cetera, have been dealing with?
3: I know for me, um, I've, I think I have realized that I've been faced with a generational curse, and I think, you know, I broke that curse. You know, I come from a low-income family, single mother who wasn't educated. And, you know, as I, you know, graduated high school and stuff, I realized that, you know, I was cursed because I, I didn't know what route to take. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have, like, you know, friends and a support system that could guide me in the right direction, I probably would have went down the same path as my mom. I definitely feel like you can recognize it.
2: Um, I, I actually, you know, I am I dealt with the same generational curse as you did. And we kind of touched on this a lot. But, um, you know, for a good while, like, I, I did leave, live with my mother as a single mother. Um, I mean, yes, still have my father, their interactions, but, like, I was in my mother's home. Um, also, like what you said, education wise, um, I'm a first generation student, not only with college, I'm a first generation to graduate from high school yeah. as well. So that's, you know, that's a really big thing. And I know that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And you got to think about that. Like, like he was saying, he didn't know if he wouldn't have had his peers. Like, I didn't know where to turn with that because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in new experiences that my parents have never experienced. Like, they can't tell me like, it, it used to be really hard for me because like my parents couldn't help me with certain things like, you know. Applying for FAFSA and, you know, how do I choose my classes, my major, my, like, what college I want to go to. These are things that, like, even though my parents, like, you know, are there to love and support me, they haven't experienced it firsthand. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big realization for me. Like, wow, this is it. Like, this is something that I'm breaking because... I'm like, you know, the starting lineup now. So now everyone in the future, my future generations can look to me for that.
0: I feel like, and then there also are those that aren't as obvious. And I feel like one Mm -hmm. of the things that happens with families is that they don't talk about it. So things are being passed down or things are happening from generation to generation. And it's like, you may not even know that it's something that's been passed down or it's something that's happened previously because people don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think, That's a thing in black families. Like, Mm
3: -hmm. I feel like black
0: families don't like they don't talk at all about emotions. It's Um, not a thing. Yeah. Like a lot of times it's like more surface level stuff. And we're not digging into that stuff because this is deep. Like, Mm -hmm. so do you want to talk to your kids about this? Do you want to have this conversation with people? Or do you want to kind of like brush it under the rug, pretend it doesn't happen, but then it moves on. It happens to the next generation and they're doing the same thing that, You did brushing it under the rug, not talking about it. And then it's like, how can you determine if something is a generational curse if you don't know if it's happened Mm -hmm. through generations?
1: Yeah. And then like just not even talking about or even like what Mia said about, you know, once she went to college and she had to navigate all these different changes, like I can see how some people might Stay in that like element because they're like, well, I don't know what to do, and yeah, I don't want so to. I first. don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, and I don't want to be the first, but at the same time, fail too. And they're like, oh, well, you should have just stayed back here. That's what you get for trying to branch out and be different. So yeah, I can see that.
2: Mm. I'll say, I feel like I, I have more generational curses. I don't know how deep we want to, you know, delve into this because I could get deep. But <laughs> it's, I really like what Jasmine said. It's kind of like a something no one talks about, like you know, like especially with black families, like you want to keep it on the hush, hush, like the, and at the end of the day, I feel like we don't acknowledge it. Like, how can we like grow from that? Like my mother group raised me acknowledging like the education thing. She acknowledged that. She's like, I had children young. Like I had you young girl. <laughs> like my mom was like, you wouldn't take a bottle. Like I had to feed you. She was like, I couldn't finish school. So, and my mom always told me like she wanted me to, you know, exceed that, to do better, to move on, to, you know, finish education, go to school. Like, do what I want to do in life. So I definitely think her being open about that definitely pushed me more um, to want to, you know, break I mean, that curse in that people, aspect.
3: People are not talking about it. They don't realize that they're doing a disservice to themselves mm-hmm. and, like, the people that look up to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very important to talk about it, even if you did fail um, in whatever in life, situation yeah. you was in.
1: What steps or choices have been made to break your generational curses?
3: I think the first step is just recognizing it and um you know having some you know realizing you know whatever the curse was it wasn't normal and then um you know first and foremost always going to god building that relationship with god and then you know sitting back taking it upon yourself and coming up with a plan you know what is the curse okay recognizing the curse and then you know okay how can i um break this curse and coming up with a plan and you know being disciplined enough to stick with the stick plan stick with it yeah yeah no.
2: Um, I kind of will like my choice choices that I made like I said just continuing education but I mean mm. <laughs> I,
1: like I said I don't know how deep we want to dive in I today. think you can go as comfortable as you feel in the discussion because you never know like yeah. somebody might be listening, yeah, listening and they might be going through the same thing you are going things. through um or it could be, it could be me and learning mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, Another
2: generational curse, that I personally, like, you know, if we get in a little deeper, like my family listening, oh, well, y'all know what's up. <laughs> I do believe that a generational curse of mine, and I have seen this from my grandmother. I've heard stories about my great, great grandmothers, everything. I believe that the women in my family struggle with relationships with men I do believe that's a thing um, that has been generational in my family. Um, like I said, I was like in a single, like live with my mother. My grandmother and my grandfather divorced. Like I can go back like throughout mm-hmm. the generations. For me personally, um, just, and it's not and it's not just saying like, oh, they have to be married, you know, for you, yeah. like whatever. I'm just saying relationships in general. I have really firsthand witnessed the women in my family like go through relationships, sometimes relationships like the wrong people, people that don't treat them properly, people that put them through a lot of things. I've seen them deal with a lot of things emotionally in relationships that I never want to deal with. So I think for me, my choices and my steps, like I know my family always jokes about it. My siblings joke a lot. They're like, oh, Mia never brings a guy home. Like Mia never introduces us to anyone. That's because I don't, I, I don't want to be with someone. If I see like a pattern or I can all, I can already see the warning signs up front mm-hmm. of how it's going to end in the long in long term and I don't want to bring that type of energy like around my family like I don't want to bring that into me personally mm-hmm. so especially introducing people to my family but that's definitely a big generational curse I think um just like relationships wise and I think choosing I don't know how to word this like choosing the wrong men
1: maybe yeah
2: but that's yeah my choice for that is that I've been very I'm very Picky, Like some people might say I'm too picky, whatever. I think it's more of an have, awareness. It, yeah, I'm very aware. Like I've had like you guys know as my best friends, you know, the experiences I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with some like crazy experiences with the men in my family of all like all different types of relationships, like immediate family, extended family, everything. So I definitely have an awareness with that. And I'm real hesitant to let people into my mm-hmm. life because of that.
1: Yeah, I was getting ready to like touch on that aspect of Mm -hmm. like it can be that positive thing and it can also be a negative thing. Like you could start to based off your past, you could start to build up walls regarding Mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, like you touched on how, you know, you know, those trigger signs or those like little red flags. And I think those are like important steps in order to break that curses knowing, okay, that's a sign. I've seen it play out before. I'm not about to go down that road. Mm-hmm.
0: So what role do you think that therapy can play or even has played in identifying or breaking those generational curses that we've kind of been discussing?
3: I feel that it plays a big role. You know, you have to you have to talk about your emotions. You ha- you, you can't keep them inside mm-hmm. because it's just going to it's going to build up. It's going to build up until you get to a breaking point. And however it comes out, it's not going to be, you know, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So talking about it when you realize, you know, there is a problem is very important. That way you're not sitting on it.
0: So do you think it's more important, like, after you realize that there is a generational curse, then that's kind of where therapy could play in? Or do you think that they it can help could you be identify a situation it. where you go and they can help identify it?
3: I think it's a situation where you can go and they can help identify it. Because, like I said, if you grow up in it and it's normal to you, you know, it's not you're not gonna see the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even like going back to what Mia was saying about relationships and stuff. You know, I grew up and my mom she was, she was verbally abused a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, like when me and Kendra got together, you know, and we were getting arguments and stuff. Like what was a normal argument to me was not normal to That's, her. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn like, okay, this is not how you talk to a female this is not you know like, this is not how you approach certain situations because she grew up in a whole different world than I mean, me you know mom and dad together their whole life you know never watched them argue never seen struggle so um yeah you I think
1: that was an adjustment it was a it was. <laughs> big
3: adjustment it was a, it was a big adjustment and I'm still working on it because right. you know I do I do stuff now that you know like following my mom values and morals, just what mm-hmm. I've injured the total opposite of me, and like she always like corrected or like speak her mind on it. So yeah, it's a big adjustment.
0: Yeah, I think that can be difficult when like one person comes from like a family of divorce or a family of abuse mm-hmm. or something like that, and then another the person comes from like the perf the perfect home quote mm-hmm. unquote. Like yeah, that can be really hard because you're used to one thing. Like that's literally what you grew up saying all the time. Like I know in my family there's a lot of divorce in my family. So I know for me, I've never been pressed for marriage Mm -hmm. just because like, like I don't,
2: it hasn't been like a core value. Like marriage
0: doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything to me, but like I want the relationship. I don't want the piece of paper at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So that's just something that I've never been pressed for. But yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between someone who's come from that divorce background versus someone that grew up in a happy home. Because I know that I've dealt with that before and, It was like a lot of bumping heads because like you don't understand where the other person is coming from. And like Mm -hmm. you can sit there and try to put yourself in their shoes or try to understand. But it's like like you didn't grow up with that. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't understand that.
2: I think that kind of literally piggybacks right off of um, the next question we have, which is what role do you think that these generational curses play in the relationships that we actually form with people? So I think I honestly think that bounces right off of it, because like Jasmine was saying. It's so interesting because if you come from a family of divorce and you're forming a relationship, me personally, I've always wanted to be in a relationship with someone who's come from like that house, that quote unquote perfect household. I've always wanted to be in a relationship with someone like that. Someone that, you know, comes from a good household, has a good structure already. But I kind of feel like I'm being a little biased in that because people could come from, you know single parent homes that could come from divorced home and still have that structure there and still be wanting to build the same type of family I'm wanting to build. Mm -hmm. So I think that affects my relationships I form with people.
3: And with generational curses, you got to let it motivate you. So like watching my mom go through that, you know, I always told myself growing up, I'm going to find a wife, I'm going to treat her like a queen, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I'll never put her through what I seen my mom go through. So you got to let it motivate you.
1: How do you, like if you are in those relationships where you have those different family styles, how do you not let what you've known play such a big role that you end up hurting what you have with that person? And that Maya, what you want in the future. Yeah.
3: If you see the pain, you know, you. nobody wants to go through pain. And If you see it your whole life, that's where I became motivated. Growing up in poverty, I always told myself, I'm not going to live like this when I get older. Mm-hmm. You know, watching my mom go through what she went through, I always told myself, I'm not going to have this kind of relationship. And luckily, you know, me and Kendra, she she helped me get to the point where I want to be, you know, because she did come from the perfect home, quote-unquote, yeah.
2: It's so funny because me and Jordan, like, our backgrounds are so similar. But um, I'm the same way with some things because my mother, like I said, you know, my mother has five children, so – It was definitely a financial struggle, like, watching her, like, as I grew up. So that also, like he said, that's a motivation. So even not so much with the relationship aspect, but, like, I'm the same way. Like, I've always told myself, like, I want to be financially secure. Like, I want to meet, like, my husband and get married. Then I want to bring children into that happy home. Like, you know. I'm on the same thing, Jordan, on. only he found his wife. Uh, my, my husband out there somewhere st- letting people stress him out. It's okay, baby. I'm coming to save you, I promise.
0: It's just so interesting that it can play in such different ways because you can either – face the reality of what it is and like decide that you want to be better or you Mm -hmm. can face the reality of what it is and continue down the same path or you can not know what's going on at all and then somehow end up on that same path
1: I even think that like it plays into the conversation when we did forgive and forget Mm -hmm. like you're when we talked about how hurt people hurt people like if you're still carrying around that hurt like how does that play out into the other relationship or like you've all that hurt that you received from your family, you now are reflecting that onto what you're in, thinking it's going to be the same way. Like at some point, where do you draw the line and saying, Okay, I'm making this choice to now take this into my relationship rather than see it from like as a motivative standpoint of like, I'm wanna be different, which I think could play into like the therapy component of it. They might bring something up in therapy where you didn't even know. That. I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. You was like, wait a <laughs> minute. Okay. I see. I see now.
2: I'm scared mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. yeah.
3: It opens your mind up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's literally like, I feel like sometimes Desiree, she just she just be knowing ahead. <laughs> because <laughs> she she be on it, y'all. Cause our next, you know, question we were gonna ask. Um, this is a question from me personally, because I really like I was curious about this. Do you guys think people use their past and how they were raised as like a crutch to excuse like their own faults and their own like actions as adults?
3: Oh yeah, I definitely do. That's the easy,
2: the easy route.
3: That's the easy route, you know, blame it on my past, blame Mm -hmm. it on how I grew up. But like I said, you gotta, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse. You know, you gotta know what you want as a person and go get it.
0: Yeah. I feel like for a lot of people, like it's, Easier to fall back on that though, like because it's at the end of the day, it's hard to be better, it's Mm -hmm. hard to do better. Mm -hmm. So, if it's easier to just be like, Oh, this is all I know, this is what I'm gonna continue to do, then somebody might want to sit in that because it's easy. But like at the end of the day, if you're not pushing forward and this goes for any situation, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to get better, if you're not pushing forward, then there's no growth there. Why would you want to sit in what you know isn't good? Because at this point, if you've acknowledged it, if you can acknowledge it to say, this is all I know, then you know that there's an issue there. So yeah. if you can't be willing to fix it, then yeah, it senses that crutch.
1: Yeah. And like, I, I'm thinking like, if you like Jasmine said, if you've acknowledged it, then you know. And so it's no longer, I feel like you can no longer really hold that excuse, like, oh, it's my past. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know and you continue problem. to, like, you're continuing it. Like, you've made that choice at, at a certain point. And so I just, I like, I guess the question is, like, when does that other person, like, for instance, if it was you and Kendra, like, when does that other person say, all right, Enough of that. Like, like you, you can no longer past, say yeah. it's your past. It's now you. Like, you own up to it and make your choice. Like, where do you draw the line in that? And I feel mm-hmm. like that might affect a lot of people's relationships, friendships, family, mm-hmm. their partner, because they don't know when to say, all right, that line. That's enough. Like, yeah. you
2: can't, you, can't, I, it's so funny because, like, I know me and Jasmine, we talked about this in the past, but I'm so sick and tired of people being like, I was hurt in the past. But you don't understand, like, like I was hurt. You're right, and my I parents, don't understand fixing it. And, and so that's why I'm hurting you. Like, no. Like Desiree said, <laughs> we, finna, not gonna do. we finna put this line here because I've heard that used so many times. And it's not even like a one-person instance. I feel like a lot of people do this. I probably used to do this myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I actually probably still do, honestly. Like, but not in a way where I'm hurting other people. Yeah. I use it as a... Oh, I dealt with this in my past. Like, this is why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. But some people will really genuinely hurt people and be like, oh, you have to excuse me. Like, yeah. Like, like I was hurt. Like, so I'm oh, hurting you. Okay. And no like, problem. Bypass oh, you you? Right. Like, you're so sweet. You're right. Let me, you need to hurt me because you were hurt in the past. No. <laughs> like, and I don't, and people really, like, I think, like they say, if you can acknowledge it's a problem, you can acknowledge you need to do
0: something about it. Yeah. So like, you, can't, you have to be yeah. self aware. Like, if if you have something that's that heavy, because I, like there's a spectrum, like mm-hmm. there's stuff that there's stuff that genuinely will yeah. completely change. Like so, change be self aware. Are you ready to be in a relationship? Are you ready mm-hmm. to be this great friend that you're trying to be? Are you ready for marriage? Are you ready for whatever? Because if you're not, and you jump, people jump from relationship to relationship, mm-hmm. claiming they don't understand why nothing anything works out, but like. They know. But using a crutch mm-hmm. to excuse their faults. Like, you know what it is. And if you don't fix it, the same thing is going to continue to happen. Don't jump into a relationship expecting if someone not, else to help yeah, you fix that. Yeah. Because
2: at the end of the day, we talk about this, too. It is not your job. You, it's not our job to heal people. You have to want to be healed on your, your own. Nose. Like mm-hmm. it's it's we cannot complete you and heal you and fix you and make you better. You have to take those steps to want to change on your own because you can't help anyone that doesn't want to be helped. Yeah, and
1: then like you said, you take on that victim mentality oh, yeah. of like oh. Oh, they'd be playing to me. That's why. Yeah. And like Jasmine said on that episode, you know, like not to be rude, but, but sorry, not sorry. But we
2: all, <laughs> not to be rude, but we all been hurt. I'm not out here
0: like treating you a type of way. Like you have to, like we we gotta move past that. Right. And sometimes people in relationships understand that there's an issue, but like sometimes it hurts people when people get out of relationships. But mm-hmm. sometimes maybe that's what it takes. Maybe you get into a relationship and you realize there's an issue and you're like, okay. If I don't step back from this, I'm going to continue to hurt you. So do I want to hurt you now by leaving the situation and working on myself? Or do I want to hurt you more in the future? Right. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to. Because if something's meant to be, it's going to be. That person can go fix themselves and And then come back when they're ready. If they stay in it and they're not ready, they're going to continue to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Leading into that, let's
1: talk about this whole nature versus nurture theory. Lotus theory. Mm -hmm. Do you think our biology which can include some of those generational curses or our environment/upbringing slash plays more of a role in who we are. Jordan
2: touched on this a little <laughs> earlier cuz he said something about biology. I was like, "Ooh, we finna talk about that." So, what I you,
3: think, what you think I think our environment has a lot to do with our upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. which which what you see growing up. That's that's going to be the norm to you. Just like, you know, if if a if a, somebody grew up in they father went to prison. You know, going to jail ain't gonna be a big thing to them because that's all they know. People out there, you know, see seeing their role models selling drugs, they gonna do it. Even like for me, you know, my mom smoked cigarettes. You,
2: you know. tried a cigarette when you was a kid?
3: Yeah, because you know it, it. It was a normal. You know, moment. you know it's bad, but like you see it every day. So mm-hmm. when the opportunity come, okay, let me try it because okay. that's that's what that's you CM. grew up in, you know.
2: I like that you said that because it's so um, important. I try to instill this. Even though I personally don't have any children, my two younger sisters, one has a two-year-old daughter and one had a son a week ago. So I literally try to instill to them so much. Well, it won't be a week when y'all hear this, but it's a week ago to me now. (laughs) I try to instill to them. I'm like, whatever you have around these kids, they're going to repeat. They're going to be interested in. My niece, she she loves her some TikTok. And I be having to tell them, like, we got to watch what she watches on there because... She's at an easy age to mold right now. Like so she's going to yeah. be wanting to, you know, be cursing with these songs, be doing their little dances and like her mom is like no, you're not going to dance like that. So yeah,
3: it's kid, important
0: to be aware of that. Yeah. Kids soak up
2: everything. Kids soak up everything. everything.
3: You know, even like how you react to certain situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the grocery store and you know you in line, you see your mom fussing out the the <laughs> cashier, you know. You're
1: going you, to start
2: talking to people you run across a, If you run
3: across a problem, you know that's how you are gonna react. Yeah. So
1: learn
2: behavior. Mm-hmm.
3: Learn behavior. So
2: yeah, I would definitely say that upbringing probably plays more of a role. I ha- however, you know, me and Desiree is psychology majors. I do know that there is some biological aspects to things, mm-hmm. um, such as substance abuse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's that can
1: be genetically. Some mm-hmm. children are actually you know born born addicted. In yeah. addicted. It's like a flip of a coin, and mm-hmm. you just happen to. Land on that side of the coin. That biological aspect,
2: that for sure can play a role. Um, Those both. are, are yeah. the hardest to
3: break. Too. Those yeah. are the
2: hardest to break. The yeah. biological ones, I agree with you. They're the yeah. hardest to break. I think
1: the environment, I feel like when I think of the environmental component, I think of the importance of like mentorship. Like mm-hmm. you have the big brother, big sister thing or even like when, safe counselors. Get yeah, like, like somebody <laughs> that you can go to and you can see like, I don't know if you had an example with Kendra, for instance, like in how to conduct a relationship, he does. Like it's, it's I feel Daddy like those running. examples <laughs> help mold you and show you, like, okay, there's another way that you can go. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to stay on this path. Yeah, Jordan, I know when we talked,
2: like you told me that Kendra's dad actually is is your example, and I I really oh, love yeah. that. So if yeah, you want to share that, I, with I didn't
3: have a I didn't have a positive father figure growing up, and you know when I met Kendra. Ronnie, he took me under his belt. So like, I and I would watch him. I observe him just like how he treat his wife and how he treat Kendra, putting on a pedestal. And we talk often, and he always let me know like you gotta put him number one. You gotta, you gotta do all you can to make him happy. You gotta protect him. Just, just watching him and like being around him, I've learned how to be a, a husband and a good husband. Um, even a friend. You know, watching him with his friends. You know, he the type of person you call him, he gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it's he's he's awesome. He love is, you, he is <laughs>
2: right, we, Daddy. Fuller we love you, awesome. Daddy. foolish Um, why do you guys think that sometimes, like, I'm not saying this is every case. Um, siblings that are raised in the same home they can turn out so differently. And like, do you think this kind of undermines the whole generational curses theory because they're the same generation, but they, you know. Or do you think it's just them making different choices on it? Like, what do you guys think?
3: I think it's what motivates them. So, I got two younger sisters, and we all the total opposites. You guys, got... <laughs> dang, <laughs> they're going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know, I be thinking but, all the time. Uh, I be like, they know what's up. But like, <laughs> they know
3: I love them. <laughs> like, me for myself, uh, you know, I wanted, I was motivated to live a total opposite of life than I grew up in. Mm mm-hmm. And you know, I I'm living the life that I wanna live. You know, I'm not all the way there, but I'm far from what I came from. And one of my younger sisters, where she, you know, she on the same track as me. Mm-hmm. She motivated to live total opposite than what we grew up in. And then, you know, my youngest, youngest sister, it's a whole different story, you know. It's like I and I was thinking that on the way up here, you know, I would, I look at her and her hey. life and I and I see like why wow, she living the life we grew up in. You know, she she content with you know, yeah, what she used to. It's it's crazy.
2: Yeah, so
3: <laughs> you just gotta be willing I'll to say, break the curse. Yeah.
2: If y'all know me, I told y'all earlier my mama got five kids, but really I'm the oldest of eight. So, and me and my siblings. I'm the most different out of all of them. Some of them are alike. Some of them are different. I'm alike, some of them. I don't know. It's a lot of us. Everyone got personality. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is crazy because like you said, um, we all were raised like with the same mindset. Like you said, we want, we want to, you know, get better, like provide better for ourselves. Like not saying that our parents didn't provide for us, but you know, you still always want to do like the best you can and like be in a better situation. But we are way different. I went to college. I loved college. I, that's what I want to do. Like, I went there, got my degrees, loved it, got out of my hometown. My next youngest sister after me, she tried out college. She hated it. So that's just, it's different things. And mm-hmm. then the sister after her, she actually didn't go off to a college. Um, She started a business straight out of high school. So it's very interesting to see how, um, yeah, we're all making these different choices and we're like, Whereas I broke the generational curses with like education wise doing that when um, my little sister, too, it's still interesting because we have younger siblings who haven't even got out of high school yet. So like mm-hmm. we're watching them see, you know, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are still like, you know, generational curses that are affecting my family like. My mother had me very young. Um, my little sister, she had a child very young as well. But she, like I said, she turned right around and she started a business. Two of my siblings, they both are entrepreneurs. Like, they both own their own businesses. So they have that mindset, you know, to get better, do
0: better. But that doesn't always, like, look the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks different, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, well, A, just it can be based on, like, is it that biological piece we were talking about or is it the environmental piece we we're talking about because when it's environmental, I feel like it's easier to identify, so mm-hmm. it's easier to make the choice. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say, "I don't want my life to look like this," so I'm going to do da 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 da. As opposed when it's biological, and you may not even know what it is. Um, But then also, it looks different for everybody, like you're saying. Just because they didn't choose to go to school doesn't mean they're not doing fighting but, that yeah. same curse, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you can't look at somebody and be like, "Oh, they didn't go to school; they're going to." Try to have the same life, whatever it may be. When there's so many different, different paths, ways. there's so mm-hmm. many different choices that you can make. It's not this or that. From what I'm like gathering, it kind of sounds like the
1: generational curses are more individualistic in a way. Like you're, yeah, like yeah, you're fighting for your family, but at the same time, it's more of an individual walk. Like Mia, she continued on in her education she broke that curse in a sense but her sisters didn't follow in that same path that's not to say that she hasn't broken that curse Mm -hmm. for herself and And for my future
2: generations and all that and
1: so from what i'm taking as an individual walk just like with anything in life is an individual walk um and so you can't really base off of what one sibling is doing right. mm-hmm. off of your own. Yeah, yeah. Like, so
2: we can't really say just cause we turn out different, like, Oh, there's no generational curse. Like we're just, we're handling the curse yeah. differently. But
1: I do think it's important that if you have made those moves to break those generational curses, you are talking to your siblings oh, yeah. and your family. Like you're cause now you're that mentor. Mm-hmm. You're that person they're looking to maybe even your parents, you're that person they're looking to cause they didn't see what was beyond what they've mm-hmm. already known.
3: This question just thinking about it, it goes back to your decision making and why you turn out so differently. But then you know, just getting deeper into it, thinking about how me and my sisters react to certain situations, and Different. you really are mm-hmm. the same though. Mm-hmm. Like
2: like like deep how down. you think, yeah, yeah deep you really down your mindset same. is so like, the same. Mm-hmm. Like
3: mm-hmm. me and my sisters be talking about a certain situation. <laughs> Jasmine did not and
2: want to hear that. <laughs> She's like, I am not
0: like Christian. <laughs>
3: But you are, though, because you, you grew you really up, you
0: are. Grew up mm-hmm. the same the exact are. way.
3: It's just your decision-making. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't think – me and my brother bickered and fought all the time. We didn't think we were anything alike. But I think as we get older, we're starting to realize that we think the same, that we make mm-hmm. a lot of the same choices. And now, like, me and my brother are closer now than we've ever been just because we talk more about things. Mm-hmm. So it's like – that's why I feel like talking about it is so same, important because same. if you don't talk about it, how do you even – like call it what it is mm-hmm. so yeah we talk a lot more now now I'm just like yeah I'm gonna just go with the fact that we're a lot of like <laughs> yeah that's how about
2: you and your sister Desiree what you think
1: I feel like me and Destiny are different in some ways but I feel like we both have the same the same core like mindset yeah and I've and just like I mentioned before like if you're breaking those quote-unquote generational curses then it's your job to be that mentor for Mm -hmm. your siblings. And even though, like, you know, my mother, she got her master's, my dad graduated from college, like, I still remind Destiny of, like, this is where, and our parents, too, like, this is where you came from. And so even though me and Destiny are very different, I think our mindsets are very similar, and that just goes to the component of how we were raised. Yeah.
2: And that's, like you said, it's so funny because me and my siblings, like, Oh, especially when we were younger, like they did not like me. That's because I'm like their second mother. So I could not help it. But now You're that oldest. exactly yeah. now that we're older, like I'm, I have like developed such close relationships, especially my two sisters underneath me. Mm-hmm. And we have like separate relationships, like, but I'm still so close to them, like individually. And like, we're so much closer as a family. And like you said, it's because we, we talk about things like now we're older. Um, and even though, like I said, we all are like doing different paths, like you can see how we're all the same because we all have that mindset of mm-hmm. like financially we want to be better. And that's like we are. All, I got a chasing a bag family. like <laughs> yeah. My family, like that's what they're all about. Like even now to my younger brother, like he's in high school playing football and working in all mm-hmm. his spare time. I was like, wow, he's like me because y'all know that's all I did in high school was <laughs> work a job. So, you know. That is, like, at the core, maybe we really are, like, all the same, even though we don't want to admit it. Like, we're all, like. Definitely don't want to admit it. And (laughs)
1: then, like, just from the aspect of, like, us being older siblings, like, Mm. they really do look Look up up. to you. Mm -hmm. Especially if, for instance, like, you have that parent that wasn't present in your life then they're looking to you like okay well what are you doing Mm -hmm. like how are you approaching things and like even it's not necessarily a generational curse but like whenever my mother got sick you know destiny was still at a young age of like growing and you know becoming a woman etc and so she had to grow up fast Like, we both did we grew up faster than normally we would have liked to be and so i felt like she did a lot of looking up to see how i approach and how i handle things and i just feel like that's whenever you step in as an older yeah. sibling like you know you i don't know if you feel like that extra Girl, pressure of like yeah i gotta no, do this and i that. literally
2: tell you all the time i'll be like <laughs> that's why i get so stressed when anything bad happens with my siblings because i'll be literally feeling like a parent and i feel responsible so mm-hmm. like when they go through like hardships and stuff it hits me so personally because i'm like Oh, like that, and I'm saying I sometimes have to back myself up and be like, "Well, what were you going to do to stop that? Like exactly. to prevent that? Like, you girl, not, you're not even you in the same
1: are, city. <laughs> like, let it go." Mm.
2: <laughs> so, do you guys like how are we feeling about the term generational curse now? Now that we've like discussed it deep, like, do you guys think it's like used too frequently, or do you think like that's the right word is generational curse? Like, it's used as it should be.
3: After this, like, just talking, I don't, I don't think it's used enough, like.
2: Mm. I like I that think, answer. I think
3: we need to like. You need to if you see something, you need to say it's a generational curse. You acknowledge know? it. Acknowledge it and and just pinpoint it so you can fix it. I think if you acknowledge it, you know that's going that's going to navigate your decision making.
2: Especially us in black families, it is okay to acknowledge that we have these these things that we as a family need to get by and that we have experienced. Like it's okay to talk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I liked how we mentioned earlier about the component of talking about it. I don't think it's necessarily talked about. Like I feel like over the past couple of weeks leading up to this recording, I've been asking like my parents, do we have any generational right. curses? <laughs> like I talked to my grandma this morning. I was like, do you think we have we have any generational curses? She's like, nah, girl, we done prayed that out. <laughs> like the devil's gone. <laughs> and, and I think like those conversations aren't really had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think. That's, like, a, what Jordan's talking about is, like, we're not talking about, about it enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. And you know me. I still think curse is a very strong word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do think those conversations still need to be had. Let's just say generational
2: hardships for you. I like that. But it's so funny, though, because at the same time, your are raising and upbringing is so different. Because me and Jordan, we sat down one day and mm-hmm. just started talking. Boom. We each had, like, 10 examples of things mm-hmm. we've been through. So it is definitely more evident. But at the same time, the things I talk about... Like, I know my family hears this and I said the thing I said about relationships, they probably going, you know, be like, no, that's not true. It's true. I could be the one to tell you. I could write a book on it, do a dissertation. I could give a PowerPoint presentation. Um, it's true and it's there. And we. it's just something that got. It has to be acknowledged. It has to be talked about, you know, end of the day. Okay. So, Jordan. Thanks for coming, by the way. This this was great. Um, So if you know, I am so nervous though. Ain't no reason to be nervous. Just talking. So I I know you a loyal listener. So I know you know how this ends. At the end of our episode, we like to you know leave the listeners with a little bit of a tip, like something to marinate on for the week. So, do you have a tip you would like to give everyone?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I got a little (laughs) song. Nah, but my tip is, um, well, I was at work. This past week, and I was talking to one of my um, leaders. They was like, you know, whatever you do in life, make sure you be the best at it. So whether you, you know, vacuum the floors, make sure they know. The
2: best vacuumer out make there. Make sure
3: they know, you know, when somebody walk by, they know Jordan vacuumed that floor. You dig in ditches, make sure you do the best at anything you do. Because somebody always watching, somebody going to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's I my like tip.
0: that. Do the best at anything you do. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and follow us on our social media. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever. Also, if you have a topic or want our perspective and/or advice on anything, send us a message via our social media, which are located in the episode notes, or you can always email us at pure at gmail Who knows? It might be part of our next discussion. As always, thank you for your continued support and we'll see you again real soon.